Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast of Venture Church in South Mississippi. Find out more about us at VentureChurch.org. Hey, I want to welcome all of our campuses to the very first official service of Venture Jones County. Let's give it up for Jones County. I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't know like where you are, how you're feeling, but this place is lit up with the Spirit of God, I will say. And uh, it's incredible to see what God is doing here and already this morning. It's been so much fun. I mean, I just, this moment has been building and building. 21 days of prayer, uh, prayer and fasting leading up to this day. And man, God has answered our prayers. Uh, God's going to do something special in Jones County. I'm just telling you. Uh, I don't remember us having an opening service that has felt like this and looked just like this. And so... Uh, Also, I want you to know you've already baptized more than 80% of the churches in Mississippi, Uh, and so you're already ahead of the game And just a few weeks that we've been meeting and in informational meetings, and so it's been incredible. Now, a lot of people ask you, and I want you to be able to tell them, they're going to ask you like, hey, why do we need another church? And and, a lot of times what I want to say is, why don't we need a gas station? I mean, why don't we need another bank? You know, no offense to our bankers. I love bankers, okay? Uh, uh, you know, why do we need another, you know, Mexican restaurant? I mean, the reason why we feel like we have to be here is that we're a church for the unchurched. People that don't like church, people that have never gone to church, people that have thought church is boring, people that got hurt by the church. And there's a lot of people in Jones County, Forest County, Lamar County. I mean, there's, a, you know, Stone County, Harrison County. But there's 64% pre-COVID of the people in Jones County who didn't go to church anywhere. Now, let that settle in. And if you can, if you can feel good about how you said, hey, our county, 64% before COVID, now it's probably 75%. Three out of four people you know are not going to get up and go to some place where they're meeting with other believers and they're growing in their faith. And you say, well, you don't have to go to church to grow in your faith. Yeah, that's like saying you can, like, you can study online at school. We see how that's working. And the reality is if you don't have that wonder turned on in your life, when it comes to spiritual things, you're going to suffer. Listen, in every soul, God has placed a wonder switch. He's put eternity into your heart. And you know you're most happy and most excited and have most kid-like anticipation when that wonder switch is turned on. And, And that's what we're talking about in this series, how to turn on the wonder switch. Because when you don't turn on the wonder switch, it affects your marriage. It's one thing we found during COVID, man, we have done more marriage counseling, you know, and I get it. My wife and I had COVID 10 days together. COVID was easy. She's not over here, so I can say that. But I mean, like, it it was rough, okay? But the reality is, if you're not growing in wonder, if you're not growing in your faith, you're going to be tempted to give up on your marriage, Your job, you say, well, you know, my job. Well, if you're not growing in your faith, you're either going to make your job like your identity or you're going to dread going. You're not going to see that God is using you every single day. Relationships. 
If you don't have the wonder switch turned on in your life by growing in your faith, you're going to be looking for somebody to date and think that person's going to fulfill me. And you're going to think, hey, when I get married, that's going to be the end of my problems. It is the front end. I mean, the reality is, man, you put your faith in any of those things and the wonder switch is going to be turned off. And I want to confess to you. Somebody said earlier, I can't believe you confessed these things. Well, i got to tell you what I'm going through. A year ago and where this whole series came from, we started COVID and I kept seeing all those things with, with grouchy Fauci, you know, and coming out and how just gloom and doom and everything's negative and everybody's dying. And yeah, COVID is real and COVID is difficult. We've lost a lot of good people because of COVID. But man, it was like, God, where are you? I mean, people are terrified. Nobody's going to church. I mean, for the first Easter in my lifetime, I stood in a room alone and preached. And for a second, man, the wonder switch got turned off in me. Followed behind that, I mean, the enemy, it was an onslaught from the enemy. All the political and social unrest, I began to see people that I love being so mean, so sarcastic, so cynical in the name of their point of morality. And all of a sudden, man, the wonder in my life, it began to shut down. And I'm going to tell you, I, I got into a dark place. Now, if that is you, I've got good news. Today, we're turning on the wonder switch. And you're saying, well, if I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I need that. Well, let me ask you something. Let me just kind of ask you, make sure that it's not just me, because you'll be thinking, oh, I hate it for the pastor. Are you more easily offended now than ever before? Are you a little more negative than you've been? You know. Ever a little more discouraged than ever before? Jumpy? Aggravated in traffic? Something happened to me that's not happened before. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Traffic is not one of those things I love, especially in Hattiesburg. 16th Avenue is not as bad as Hardy Street yet. I, it was early when I came through. But I happened to go to Walmart, and uh, it was raining uh, in Sam's. I was trying to get into Sam's, and uh, my wife was driving the car. This is how I knew something was wrong, okay? Well, she was driving the car, so I was already nervous. And uh, it was raining, and, and she was trying to turn, and this big truck came up behind me. It was a huge truck, okay? Like, you could only see, like, the wheels, and it honked its horn. And she said, she said that, that, that truck is honking at me. And I said, honey, you know, he's in a hurry. It's, it's okay. He's, he's in a hurry. And, and he said, he's getting closer to us. He's going to hit us. And he honked again. I said, it's okay. And, and you know, she goes, no, he's going to hit us. And he honked again. And before I knew it, I jumped out of the, the car. I'm not kidding. I jumped out of the car. And I went, you better cool it, sir. And, and it was going, going like into that. But, I mean, it was weird. Has anybody else done that? Would you raise your hand? That may have been you in the truck. I'm sorry. <laughs> the wonder switch was turned off. Well, if that's you, and it is a lot of you because you're not being honest, I've got good news for you. Because if anybody had the right to have the wonder switch turned off, it was David. 
Do you remember David, the little shepherd boy? And, and uh, man, I think the reason he loved the wonder of God is he could look up. When's the last time you looked up in the night sky at all the stars and just were amazed at the wonder of God, the creator God? The, the God that spoke it all it, it, it into being really with just his breath. And you've just been caught up in wonder. And, and David was like that. And he was, he was 15 years of age when he was anointed king by Nathan. But he ran for 15 years away from King Saul who hunted him down like a dog. I mean, he was a version of Jason Bourne. Or, or if you're older, the fugitive. And he finds himself in a cave. See, when you read the Psalms, you kind of need to know the background. He finds himself in a cave, and he's held up, and he's hiding. And Saul almost caught him two or three times. And, and he's there, and you think of all the things he's going to do. He's going to be like you and me. He's going to go, God, what's wrong? I mean, God, I'm trying to do the right thing, and this guy's trying to kill me. You know, where are you? I mean, why won't you help me? Have you ever been like that? You, you knew something was good that you were trying to do and it wasn't working out and, and, and you began to wonder if God was really there and you got really angry. When you do that, it turns off the wonder switch. And David writes these words in Psalm 27. And man, when I, and next week I'll tell you the whole story about what happened when he gave me this passage and where I was and you will not believe it. Psalm 27, this is what he says. You Lord, you're, what are you doing? Where are you? No, he didn't say that. He says, Lord, you're my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He says, you are my stronghold. You're the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The wicked advance against me to devour me. The enemies and my foes, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. The war break out against me, even then I will be confident. But the one thing I ask from the Lord, kill Saul. No, no, no. The only thing I seek is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, to seek him in his temple. He's in a cave. He says, my heart, my, my soul says, seek his face. So your face, Lord, I will seek. Then he says, though my father and mother forsake me. Now, you could put anybody's name in there you want to. My boss, my children, my boyfriend, my husband. Even if they forsake me, the Lord won't. He will receive me. And I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord. You, you say, well, what does all that mean? That's really good. You're all excited. And yeah. Well, you flip the wonder switch on when you begin to focus on the greatness and goodness of God. Now, now that's really important because it's easier to be negative. Now, now how many of you are tempted right now with everything? That's, it's been freezing cold. I, I mean, it has been cold this morning. It was cold getting up, wasn't it? And the kids, you couldn't get the kids up and get their socks on. You couldn't, you, you're honking the horn in the car. That's a sin. You'll pay for that later. Look, of all people, David had the right to be negative. 
I, I mean, he, he, he was anointed king. I mean, he, he, he was waiting to be the king, and Saul is trying to kill him. But something else happened, and I've never seen it before this week. This is the funny thing about reading the Bible. You can read the Bible your whole life and find something totally different. Did you know that for 40 years the Ark of the Covenant was not in Jerusalem? Did you know that? I didn't know that. For 40 years, Saul had been leading the people of God with the wonder switch turned off. They stopped worshiping the Lord. They stopped going to the temple. They stopped seeing God as good and great. Not David. He kept the right view of God. Listen to me. I want you to hear this. Politicians make very poor gods. I want you to get that. You say, well, you don't know my part. No, I'm telling you, they make poor gods. The economy makes a poor God. It's going to come down. Relationships, people make poor gods. They're going to let you down. God makes a great God. You say, the Lord is my light. He's my salvation. He's my fortress. I will not be afraid. David looked up. Now, let me ask you, are you doing that? Are you really starting your prayers with, God, you are great. God, you are mighty. God, you're in control. You're my light and my salvation. You're my stronghold. Are you doing that? You say, well, how would I know? Well, you'll know if your problems seem giant when you walked in this morning. Oh, you sashayed in. I'm glad. All of our campuses, you, you, know, you, 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 you made it. You're, you're here, and I thank you for it. And, and I will say to you that, that if you are in great health and you wear a mask and you'll do the spacing, and, and, or if you've had the vaccinations or if you've had the COVID like me, man, you need to be here. Thank you for being here. Some of you are watching online. You're not getting the whole package. It's time. So how do you know? Because your problems are like this and your God is like that and that's why you've lost wonder. When God is small, your problems are huge. See, this is what I found out. Like, like I, I've been for a year, for a whole year, I've been struggling. I mean, I already struggle with anxiety and depression. My whole family does. If that's you, it's not personal. If you need to talk about it later, I'll talk to you about it. But, but you know, it's the reality that I began to look at all the problems. You know, you know, we haven't passed the basket in a year. How would you like to have a company that, that made something and you didn't make it in a year? How, how, would, how would you feel about that? Oh, these problems are huge. Oh, my goodness, these people are struggling. Oh, these people are suffering. Oh, these marriages are going downhill. Oh, oh, because God had gotten small in my life. But then God flipped the wonder switch, and all of a sudden God became big, and my problems became small. And I found when, when I learned how to look at God, that he's good and he's great, I stopped looking down at all the problems. I stopped watching the news. Let me tell you, everything you look at on the news is nothing more than look down, look down. It's bad, it's bad, it's gloom, it's doom. We're going down. No, no, no. You look up. 
you flip the wonder switch. Secondly, you flip the wonder switch when you confess your problems. Now, this is a whole new thing because you've been hearing your whole life, what I need to do is act like my problems aren't there. I mean, like 90% of the things you worry about don't happen. Right? Oh, oh, if, if I just ignore it and laugh, it'll go away. I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, you know, I, I'm just going to let it go. No, no, no. He confesses his problems. 40 million people in America suffer from anxiety. And most anxiety finds its root in a lack of wonder. A lack of wonder in God. Because you elevate something else higher than God. Stay with me because this is kind of deep. But, but I'll give you an example, money. Some of you are having money problems. And you're like, man, if I just had more money and I just need more money, I don't have enough money, then all my problems would be gone. For, for some of you, it's relationships. I see a lot of young people in, in all of our campuses. I can see you through the cameras. And you're thinking, if I just had a date, if I, just had, if I had the right friends, Everything in my life would be wonderful. Some of you, it's your looks. You're like, hey, you're back on trying to lose weight. I have lost thousands of pounds. Thousands. I promise you, I have lost so much weight so many different times that it's my body doesn't know what's going on. But, but instead of you thinking, if I do this or that, everything will be great. Listen, why don't you take your problems to God? A confession of your problems is not a loss of faith. It's a focus of faith. He's saying, God, these are real problems. This is, this is the brutal truth. I mean, I am confronting the brutal facts. This is a problem. For some of you, that would be your first step toward healing. And then you take it to God. And you say, money is tight. Money is tight, God. But I know you got me. My marriage is rough, but I know you're for us. God, the world is crazy, but I know you're in charge. If you want to turn on the wonder switch, and I'm going to tell you, it is happening in Jones County. I don't know about our other campuses because I can't see them, but I see it happening in you. When you begin to focus on the goodness and greatness of God, when you begin to say, hey, God, I've got some real problems, and I'm going to take them to you. When I started realizing we haven't taken an offering in a year, hey, but God still provided. I have no idea how, and I'm the leader. When I thought, there's no way we're going to reach people. We had 90 baptisms during COVID. I don't know how we baptized them. When you begin to go to God and say, God, I can't, but you can, he steps in and he flips on the wonder switch. Lastly, and this is really important, you flip on the wonder switch through heartfelt worship. Now, some of you came in and you're not used to hearing the music and you're not used to seeing the lights and you're not used to seeing the... The, the screens, and you're like, I don't know about this. This seems a little showy. You feel that way about everywhere except where you're having fun like a ball game. See, I'd love to do that. I did this one time downtown years ago at First Baptist and almost lost my job. I had the video cameras on the people in the audience during worship just so they could, you know, I could show them what I get to see every week, and they're like, I see dead people. And so, and so I put it on the screen the next Sunday and I almost lost it. Somebody threw a hemorrhoid at me and it was a, it was a tough time. But, but like, the, the, when, if we got to do that with you, we would see something about you and how you worship. See, you really get into things that are important to you. 
Oak Grove played Oxford in the finals of, of the state football. I know West Jones won it too, and now I'll start praying for them more because now I'm starting to know I met the quarterback from last year and some of the kids. And, but the Oak Grove kids, I happened to know, you know, like I knew some of them, and it was down to the last second, and, and it, was, it was tied up, okay? Like we're, they were one behind, and I thought, they're, they're going to go for two. They're going to go for two. So, so right there, I was, I was in a public place. I was watching the deal, and I'm going to tell you what I did. I really did this. I dropped down on my knees. I said, Lord God. God, you know those people from Oxford are sinful. You know they don't need to win nothing. And God answered my prayer. That's a true story. Man, we went for two. They caught that pass, and I was jumping up and hugging strangers. And That's what worship looks like. Heartfelt worship when you come together and you get excited about that. These walls can't hold you down. Our people wrote that. Our worship team wrote that song. You can download that on the Spotify. <laughs> and Dave says, let me tell you how to learn to worship. We're terrible at worshiping. Terrible. It's the worst thing, the only thing at Venture we're not really good at is worshiping. Because when it's really good, I notice our people, especially our Baptist people, you know, like, oh, okay. In case y'all see somebody kind of go, kind of do like that. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, no. You know what David did? David, I don't, we'll, this is another sermon. David one time danced before the Lord in his underwear. Google it. I, I mean, I'm not, don't do that or we'll put you, you know, or we got people to come get you. But, but, but he was excited about his faith. He couldn't control himself. Listen, when you understand how great God is and how he's for you, you will fall in love with him. You can't help but worship him. I was jumping around like a jelly bean back here thinking, you have no idea what is coming to you. There is a spiritual tsunami coming to Jones County. You can clap for that. I, I see it. I feel it. I smell it. I can taste it. And if you'll turn on the wonder switch, it's going to affect everybody around you. Do you not get that? We want every church to be great. We want every church to be blessed. It's not about venture. It's about the kingdom of God. You say, well, how do I do all that? Well, David says you do three things. One is you, you, you seek him. I mean, really pursue him. We have a, you can download on our app, Venture Church app, it's free, or a Bible reading plan. We have a, the, the Wonder Switch information for you to help you. Seek him, desire him, dwell. He said, I want to dwell in your house. We Zoomed our family during the holidays. It was terrible. I was ready to get off the phone. We, we couldn't see each other, couldn't touch each other, couldn't really, you know, it was in and out. And I was doing, no, no, no. He says, I want to dwell in your house. He says, I want to gaze on your beauty. I got to think, how do you describe that to people that don't really think about worship? And I thought about my wife. I mean, our first few years of marriage especially, I was like, I was gazing on her. She is a beautiful woman. And I still gaze on her. She's not just beautiful now. It's because of all the sacrifices she's made for our family. 
and for me. And when David gazed on the Lord in his temple, you know what he was gazing on? He was gazing on the sacrifices, those animals being sacrificed, the justice of God. I know you may not realize this, but, but good, the good wins. God wins in the end. Oh, my husband's winning right now. Uh-uh, God wins in the end. But then he saw the mercy of God. He said, not only does God win, but I win. Those animals are taking my sins. And now we have Jesus to gaze on. He won over the grave, over sin and death and addiction and cancer and pain. So you could win. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? I'm out of time. And I want to ask you a question. If you want a changed life, you're going to have to turn on the wonder switch. I'm telling you, you can try anything you want to try. You can get a bigger jet. You can get a prettier wife. You can get a higher paying job. But you're never going to have joy. So today, if you don't know Christ personally, confess your faith in him. Repent of your sins. Invite him to come into your life. If you are a believer that's allowed the world to crush your wonder. Have the guts to reach out your hand and turn that back on. Seek him. Dwell in his house. Gaze on him. He will transform your life and your community. Father in heaven, I thank you today because I know everything I have said about your word is true. And God, a lot of people are trying a lot of different crazy ways to turn on the wonder switch, and it ain't working. And it's not going to work. Any artificial try at the wonder switch outside of Jesus will hook you, will addict you, and will break you. So, Father, today, turn on the wonder switch and help us band together to never let it be turned off again. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Venture Church Podcast. To find a campus near you, check out venturechurch.org.